love tombstones so much. I love it. All right, too now much. we're both now now the people can hear that I'm right and it is red hair. It is not red hair. It's you stupid red, bitch. It's red hair. <laughs> she is brunette. We have spent a She's week. Not a week. A arguing. week. It's brunette. This poor it's lady. Brown. Her we've hair sent, is brown. We've sent so many pictures of this lady's hair. One of them I did color red. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> but it was already there. I just had to emphasize it. I would like to everybody right now stop right listening now. to the podcast. Google on your phone, Tombstone Josephine, and look at the woman's luscious brown hair. Luscious red tinted, somewhat brunette hair. I want a divorce. <laughs> I can't handle this anymore. This I'm keeping the kid. Cruel news. That's fine. He's not my kid. I've made that abundantly. <laughs> All right. That's fair. He didn't come out of me. Okay. So, well, he didn't come out of me. I mean, <laughs> technically. Hey, now. This is a family-friendly podcast. Is it? Because I say shit a lot. <laughs> I think that's okay. Okay. It's PG-13. It's PG-13. It's I think that's what we're going for. I don't think we've, I don't think we've said the F word. Not yet. Not yet. You wait. <laughs> um, okay. So, after a week of deliberation... We've come to the conclusion that it is auburn hair. And like a true compromise, both of us are unhappy with it. Both of us think it's stupid. And that is the art of compromise. And here we are. It's brown. All right. Welcome back to History According to Hollywood, our season finale. Woo! This was our pilot. Was that, that, was a, that was a pretty well-placed that was, woo. Yes. It only took me 10 episodes, guys. Guys, he did it. Woo! He, did, he didn't. Oh, nope. That one, oh, that was a little closer. Ah. Uh-huh. It'll he, all sound the same in editing. I don't know why he worries. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I'm the one that has to edit it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to our season finale. This is Tombstone Part 2. This is Doc Holiday's The Revenge of episode. The Revenge of the Dying Man. Hey, now, don't talk about me like that. Bro. Oh, that's, the, that's dark. I don't like that joke. Is it, is it as dark as Josephine's brown hair? No. But it's as blood-filled as her red hair. Oh, my God. I, all my blood is where it's supposed to be, okay? Don't talk to me like that. Whatever. Anyways. All right. So <clears throat> I want to backtrack just a little bit. So we, we finished on the OK Corral. Mm-hmm. I want to backtrack just a tad. the legend of Wyatt yes. born. I want to backtrack to our introduction to Doc Holliday because I think it's important. The where we meet Doc. So when, when Doc <laughs> is first introduced into the film... He's at a poker table with five hundred in the pot. It's mentioned five hundred dollars in the pot, yep. which would be fifteen thousand eight hundred dollars today. And that roughly. is only straight inflation. That's not accounting for the differences in like what wealth meant. Mm-hmm. So it's probably more like fifty or sixty thousand yeah. buying power. So and this mentioned it's a lot that of money. Doc has won multiple hands in a row. He wins after his lady comes and sits on his lap and you can't see his right hand for a moment. Yep. So it's implied that he is a very good sleight of hand. He is very quick and he's very well practiced with this. You're not wearing a bustle. So, <laughs> how lewd. <laughs> so, <clears throat> anyways, if you haven't seen the movie, that didn't make any sense. But, but if you have, you know what we're talking about. You know what we're talking about. Uh, anyways, so, um, point being, what was I saying? Okay, so... Something about him having a slight hand. Now I'm just thinking about the bustle. <laughs> of course you are. I always knew you were a bustle man. All right. Okay, so his, his, his lady sits on his lap. He wins the hand. The, the other guys at the table call him a cheat. He well, because it's like his fifth hand in a row, right? right. Or something so he, crazy like that? So he puts his pistols on the table, 
Um, first he, he shows how quick he is, and, he's, <laughs> he, and then he puts the he puts his pistols down on the table. The guy tries to jump him, and he takes a knife and stabs him. Yeah, he does. While um, his girlfriend threatens to murder the bartender right. if he touches the shotgun. Right. The so then they As just one does. then they just rob the entire place, and then they just ride off, and then they ride the off. Knife. This is our hero of the story, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Doc's not a good guy. <laughs> and we already talked about when Doc and Wyatt are first meet. Yep. Um, he is always a, a presence always a threat but what i didn't realize until this viewing and i've seen this movie i don't know how many times until this viewing i think doc holiday was scared of johnny ringo and why i say that is because in their first encounter ringo gets the draw on him doc doesn't Doc doesn't register it, mm-hmm. but I think there's a little hint of when he when he pull, pulls his gun and then they do the taunting back and forth where Johnny Ringo has his pistol and then Doc Holliday mimics it with his little shot glass. I I think he realizes Johnny had him at that moment. Um, and then later on, right after the OK Corral, whenever they're grieving, uh, Johnny Ringo says I want your blood, I want your soul, and he's talking about why I want Earp, it now. And yeah. I want it now. He's very drunk. Doc already has his pistol. He's not he doesn't keep his pistol in his holster. He has his pistol already drawn and behind it's behind his back. His back. Yeah. And he says say when. Say when. He wants to get the one up on him, but I don't think he knows if he can win in a fair fight. Yeah, and if uh if you're like me, um, because the whole time last week that we were talking about Wyatt Earp, um, we were purposely withholding Doc's role in it because it's a two-parter and we're going to give him the credit that he's due mm-hmm. in this movie. But if you haven't seen the movie yet, you were probably wondering why the Cowboys and the Earps hate each other so much. Because to be fair, um, without Doc Holliday, there's not a lot there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Cowboys are thugs. The Earps are righteous lawmen, a little too righteous, you know, a little too stubborn. But is that enough to warrant a shooting? In the movie... Doc Holliday is the catalyst for the blood feud that emerges between the Earps and the Cowboys because he hates the ever-loving crap out of Johnny Ringo Mm -hmm. and the Cowboys. He's also a dying man. He has tuberculosis. Mm -hmm. And even before he's diagnosed, because he's diagnosed shortly before the OK Corral shootout, he's not stupid. He coughs up blood all the time. Like, he looks pale. Mm -hmm. He has tuberculosis. He knows it. So they all know that he's a dying man and dying men are dangerous, mm-hmm. especially when they're slowly dying and when they're already good gunfighters. So to counter your point, I don't think Doc Holliday is scared of Johnny Ringo. I think that he thinks Johnny Ringo is the only guy who can kill him before tuberculosis does. So maybe he looks at, looks at him as his way of a better death. And the only reason in that specific moment after the OK Corral shootout that he already has his gun drawn is because then he's protecting his friend. Mm-hmm. You'll notice that Doc Holliday never steps up to a fight intoxicated, even in the crowd scene. He's not really going to fight. Mm-hmm. Every time he's drunk half the movie, but every time he needs to fight, knows he needs to fight, he's dead sober. Mm-hmm. And that is an important detail of his character, is that the only loyalty he has is to his friends. And his only friend is Wyatt Earp. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we're going to pick up after the OK Corral. Um, there's the funeral for the Cowboys where they have this banner. Uh, murdered in the streets of tombstone yeah yeah so you were kind of talking about this how the the town itself was divided on who was in the right who was in the wrong well they're gonna shift the tide the cowboys are in uh uh uh, on a stormy night basically they're gonna 
launch these kind of guerrilla attacks across town. Um, we see multiple people get shot at or mm-hmm. get shot. So Virgil, um, I'm assuming was shot. It's not really, you never see what happens to him. Virgil goes out, he comes back, he's bleeding from his arm. Yeah, but there's thunder crack. And if you, I didn't notice it till this watch. If you mm-hmm. listen close, right before, so he's, he's shown three times in rapid succession. He's walking fine, and then it's in the dark, and it looks like maybe he's walking a little weird, but not too bad. And then he comes into the bar with Wyatt mm-hmm. and Morgan in it, and he's mm-hmm. shot all the hell. Um, but if you listen real close, and this might just be my own, I've watched this movie too many times, I'm looking for things that aren't there. One of the thunder cracks sounds like a series of gunshots. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a little sharper than the others. Um, so he is ambushed in the night after the um, wives of the Earps are shot at by a masked man yeah. with a shotgun. Um, and this is all shortly after the Ringo holiday face off in the street where Curly Bill is the one who saved Johnny Ringo's life because the herbs are just going to let doc shoot him. They're yeah. like, you know, whatever you, you stepped up to this. He saves him. He's like, he's drunk, leaving him alone. And he looks at the herbs. And he goes, don't worry. We'll see y'all again. We'll see y'all again real soon. And he says, and he says to Ringo, not, not now, not yeah, this time. Not yet. Um, so, so Virgil gets shot. The wives get shot at. There's a throwaway line that the mayor's wife was shot or shot at. I'm not sure. Um, but I think she's shot. It's is, never shown. I'm but, not sure if she's killed, but they went after yeah. her. Yeah. So they go after her. The, they go after the mayor's wife. And then the, the finale of this is Morgan's playing pool and through a window, he gets shot in the back. And credit to Morgan, he draws his revolver before he collapses. Yeah. And he, Virgil makes it. He loses the use of his left arm, mm-hmm. but he makes it. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the flaws in Wyatt's character, though his episode is over, is that he's so, <laughs> he's so obsessed with the fact that he was right and that they shouldn't have stayed in Tombstone that in his fear and in his panic, he's like saying that to Virgil right. while he's having bullets dug out of his body. And Virgil's like, not now. Get yeah, away. not now, you know. Um, and then Morgan is shot. And the doctor is called and there's nothing he can do. The bullets like lodge in his spine Mm -hmm. and Morgan dies in Wyatt's arms on the pool table. Yeah. In front of his very distraught wife and a group of bystanders and Wyatt walks out into the street with blood all over his hands Mm -hmm. and just falls on his knees. Uh, Yeah, he's he's beside himself. And then the following morning, herbs are leaving. They're done. They've buried. I don't know if it's the following morning. Right. um, But the next scene, they're leaving. They stop by the Cowboys and they say, you win. I just want you to know it's over. Yep. And then, uh, Curly Bill says, well, bye. Yep. And then they ride off. And right after that, Curly Bill tells Ike, he says, take, take, uh, take two men or take a man and go to, uh, oh, take Stillwell and go to the train station to kill the rest of them. Yep. And finish it essentially. So... Ike and Stillwell go to the train station. They're standing there. I'm assuming this is back to Tucson. Um, yeah. Yeah, it would be. Virgil's on the train and he goes, Where's your brother? And Wyatt says, Right, right here, Stillwell. <laughs> Turns around, shot him dead. Ike's, Ike has no, no, you know, backbone. So he just collapses and right. is basically like, Don't hurt me. I don't, I don't and want out any of, of this. The, out of the smoke of the train come Wyatt Earp's posse including mm-hmm. Doc Holliday, who kind of disappears in the assassination part of the movie, presumably yeah. because he's in bed trying to recover yeah. from his latest tuberculosis attack. 
And that's another thing about Doc Holliday that we didn't touch on in the last episode is he crawls out of his sick bed to fight with the Earps in the mm-hmm. OK Corral shootout, in part because people keep running up to him, warning him that the Cowboys are going to try yeah. to kill him. But he is suffering from very advanced tuberculosis and is still willing to put his boots on and strap on his gun and help his friend. And Wyatt Earp looks at Ike and delivers one of the best monologues in movie history, I would think, at least mm-hmm. Western history. Uh, look it up. I'm not going to try to recap it here because I'm not going to wrestle. Yeah. So yeah. he said, uh, he finishes it up. He says, you, te- uh, you tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me. Yeah, he does. And then we cut to this montage of Wyatt Earp and his posse riding Holiday, around Tombstone. Turkey Creek, Jack Johnson, Texas mm-hmm. Jack Vermillion, and Ed Masters mm-hmm. um, riding down like oodles and oodles and oodles of cowboys. Three former cowboys. Yeah. And Doc Holiday and Wyatt Earp. Yep. Okay. Um, what? Uh, they kind of this is really this is just a montage yeah. at this point um what really happens during this point leading up to the shootout with curly bill it's hard to say so the history of like the american west is full of alleged killings mm-hmm. um in proven document the herb vendetta only kills four people okay one of starting with frank stillwell ending with curly bill spoiler mm-hmm. alert um but to five minutes from now. <laughs> most most historians, the more they look at it, think that it's mm-hmm. actually anywhere between 12 and 16. Okay. Because you are lawmen acting outside the law, you're not going to publicly acknowledge the people that you've killed while it's happening. Yeah. So the four that are documented to them are witnesses outside of the Cowboys or the Herbs. Okay. So with the exception of Curly Bill, but that's like a big deal. And it's the, in real life, it's more or less the end of it. But, yeah, so in real life, they're riding around there. They are hunting down cowboys, but they're trying to find specifically the ones that were involved in the murder of Morgan in the movie right. of Virgil. In the movie, it's the, if I see a red sash, I kill a man right. wearing it. Um, okay, and then we have the shootout where uh, it's kind of like an ambush of his posse, and then uh, Curly Bill is there. Um, Johnny Ringo is not. Nope. And uh, Wyatt Earp looks to be surrounded. It looks like this is the end of his run. And he just says, no. And he takes a double barrel shotgun and he stomps his way across this river. And Curly Bill meets him in the river and he says, no, he's mine. And then Wyatt Earp just shoots him. Cuts him him in half with the freaking Uh, shotgun, uh, man. Yeah, this this scene has always seemed kind of anticlimactic to me because I looked at Curly Bill as the main antagonist and it's just like, no, bam, he's done. And that's it. Uh, He just ends him and then he kills like three more cowboys and then his posse kind of backs him up and the cowboys run away. Yeah, so essentially, um, this is kind of the end of the big cowboy hunt mm-hmm. um doc holiday is not doing well no before we get to this is there any do you have anything for what where did this take place where did curly bill die um it's in arizona is there any actual records of how he died oh buddy are there i'll just tell you in real life it's even crazier than what happens in the movie okay <clears throat> so he is killed at this place called iron springs in the arizona territory what happens in real life is that they're, the Earp posse is hunting him, mm-hmm. and they ride up on him and about 10 or 15 other cowboys mm-hmm. completely on accident. 
And they do that thing where they look at each other for a brief second and the cowboys open fire. Mm. Um, the Earp posse takes cover. Wyatt is the target of all of them shooting at him. He is hit in the belt buckle, the saddle horn. He has three holes in his coat and his bandolier, his, his bullet holster mm-hmm. is shot away and he is not hit by a single bullet. They think that they have them pinned. Wyatt pops out of cover with his shotgun. Curly Bill is 50 feet away from him, aims at him with his shotgun and misses. Hmm. How God only knows. I don't know how you miss somebody at 50 feet with a 12 gauge shotgun. I really don't. Who knows? Maybe it misfired, you know, but he misses. Wyatt aims down his shotgun, cuts him in half, and then shoots another cowboy in the chest with his uh, peacemaker. Hmm. And the fire is, the rest of the fire is so intense from the posse that the cowboys run away. Okay. So essentially he shot, is it a cross? You said iron springs? Yeah. So it's essentially the cross. It's, it's pretty okay. Like it's it's fine in the movie. But the important right. part here is that it is not a showdown in a creek where Wyatt is not shot. It and it's not him walking into fire valiantly. He is the luckiest son of a bitch alive. He rides up on a horse and gets right. fired at by like six guys, and not a single bullet hits him, but it hits everything around him. His sa- they thought they hit him because they splintered his saddle horn. Mm-hmm. Like they actually dead center shot his saddle horn. And that is where the real life myth of Wyatt Earp and in the movie goes from legend to like God status almost because you just got through two crazy shootouts without a scratch. So the, in the movie, I think this is my only, the only scene where I'm like, I would have done it differently and I would have liked to have seen it done differently. I just don't, I just don't feel it. It doesn't, it doesn't relate to the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense for his character. Uh, what happened seems more realistic is yeah. he would hide behind cover and yeah. And then kind of take a pot because basically Curly Bill thinking that he's got him pinned kind of walks at him and he sees his opportunity, he stands up and he takes it. Yeah. So, um, and uh, that's one of those, you know, often, even as a historian, I will admit that there is entertainment benefit from twisting what actually happened. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the few scenarios that I don't know why you wouldn't just portray yeah, it exactly how it happened because it's so crazy. Maybe, maybe time constraint. <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. Because it, it did seem to be like, well, we're done with that. Moving on. Um, but an important part for Doc Holiday is that after the shootout, they're all reclining and he's sick as a dog. Mm-hmm. Like he's pale and he's coughing up blood. And one of the guys with him says, Doc, you should be in bed. Why are you out here? And he says, uh, Wyatt Earp is my friend. And the guy goes, well, hell, I have a lot of friends. And Doc says, I don't. I don't. It's a great line. This, the, the lines in this movie are perfectly written. Um, he also says, it's not revenge, it's after. He, it's a reckoning. Yeah. You just said he kind of becomes like a godlike well, status he thinks here. It's a, they all think it's over. Because right. they're like, okay, cool. We you, killed Curly Bill. Killed Curly and Bill. Doc is like, oh, no. No, it's oh, not no, done. no, no, no. See a red stash, they're dead. What part of see a red stash? I killed a man wearing it. Did you guys not understand? Yeah. So um, Doc is not not doing well. He's going to no. collapse off his horse, and they're going to be outside this ranch. Uh, Henry Hooker's ranch. Henry Hooker's ranch. Henry Hooker is played by Charleston Heston. Nice. Um, okay. Charlton Heston, sorry. Yeah. Um, he's from Ben-Hur and the Ten Commandments. He's a huge star in the 50s. Oh, yeah. Um, so the farmer lets Wyatt and his gang stay the night. Um. Then essentially the cowboys find the gang and uh, kill one of them. It's Michael mm-hmm. Worker's character. Um, yeah, it's Ed Masters, Masterson, Masters, and they drag his body on his own horse yeah. to the edge of the ranch and then let it let yeah. ride. So this is when Ringo declares his challenge to Wyatt, specifically to Wyatt, mm-hmm. 
and uh, Wyatt says, you'll be there. Or, I'm sorry, Wyatt says, I'll be there. And he goes and he talks to Doc, and Doc essentially is dying yep. and would he's like i'd step up if i could but i just i can't he's i can't get out of bed move, yeah and wyatt goes you can't beat i can't beat him can i and doc uh, basically doc tells no. him no no you can't um and so i don't know how i love this scene i love it but damn it this is some hollywood here because it does not explain in any way how doc wyatt leaves mm-hmm. doc is still in the in the, at the ranch Yet somehow Doc gets to Ringo before Wyatt can. Yeah, it doesn't explain it, but damn it, him coming out of the shadow so and says, good. "I'm your Huckleberry." Yeah, so, there, so good. There's this really powerful scene where Wyatt is explaining to the two posse members who are left standing, like, "I'm definitely gonna die. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not gonna honor their word. As soon as you hear gunshots, kill the guys who are supervising you and and eat. Run. Um, you know, get out of here. And then. It cuts to Ringo pacing, and you mm-hmm. hear Spurs walking up. And a recurring theme is the sound of Wyatt Earp's Spurs. Like, everywhere mm-hmm. he walks, you hear Spurs. You've never heard Doc Holliday's Spurs mm-hmm. before. And you hear Spurs, and Ringo looks in the shadows. He goes, I didn't think you'd come. And then there is Doc Holliday in the flesh, and the look on Ringo's face is somewhere between King Kong and Godzilla just mm-hmm. walked out of the trees. Because then he tries to take it back. And he's like, well, I, I wasn't threatening you. Holiday, no. like this isn't a fight between us. And Doc Holiday goes, "No, I think it is." <laughs> yeah, you said you fight for blood. I was just joking. Yep, he goes, I, I wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> uh, and Doc kind of coughs and kind of acts like he's not a hundred percent, which he isn't. Right. But you don't need a hundred percent Doc to still win. And he, when he does, he he does, and he does it so freaking smoothly. Yeah. Well, they, draw... they circle each other, mm-hmm. and Ringo flinches, and Doc draws behind his back. And shoots him in the temple. Shoots him, reholsters his gun, takes a puff off a cigarette. Yep. Within like that pacing, just draw, shoot, reholster, cigarette. And then one of so the, cool. And then one of the more <sighs> confusing sequences of the movie happens because he shot Johnny Ringo in the head, but Ringo's body is still briefly yeah. alive. Yeah. And so he starts yelling at him, Come on, Johnny, come on. And Ringo's hand finally clenches on the revolver and fires a bullet and yeah. then he collapses against a tree and a recurring theme in the movie is doc holiday's use of like slang at yeah. the time doc's thing to say to ringo is i'm your huckleberry which is mm-hmm. a bastardization of the slang phrase huck and bury mm-hmm. which is more or less i'm your undertaker like i'll take you to your grave sort of thing oh, i never knew that um it's more complicated than that but my dad and i looked it up one time and that's the long and the short of it. Essentially, I'm the one that's going to kill you. Yeah, I'm, okay. your, I'm your reaper, basically. Oh, that's nice. And then you're a daisy if you do. Daisy was a term like the best of the best. Yeah. So he tells Ringo, basically, if you kill me, then yeah, you're gunman of the mm-hmm. year. Congrats. And then as Ringo lays dying against a tree, Holiday says, you're no daisy. You're no daisy at all. So I actually, he shit talks this man I, as I he's that, dying. <laughs> I put that in quotation marks because I wanted to say, I wanted to put that in there that you're no daisy. That was so good. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. And then Wyatt and his gang kill off the last of the cowboys. All except Dyke, who removes his Ike. sash once again. Throws the coward stash. Of he's the coward. Um, uh, unfortunately, it's just, a, it's just a hard scene because you know it's coming. Yeah. But damn it. 
I wanted them to be like, we found the cure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we fast forward a little bit. <laughs> Tuberculosis is gone. To Doc, Doc Holliday, Holliday survives. In a sanatorium in Colorado. Yeah. And I know that sanatorium for a lot of people brings up like ghost adventures, ghost hunters mm-hmm. vibes. And that's not untrue. But sanatorium was just a catch-all term for like a quarantined medical right. facility. So anybody with tuberculosis that was in end stage either died at home or died in a sanatorium. Right. Like it just is what it is. Um, and, and Doc probably didn't have a home. Well, no, he definitely yeah. didn't. I mean, he saloon hopped. Wyatt goes to visit him and he says, well, how are we doing today, Doc? And Doc says, I'm dying, Wyatt. How are you? <laughs> and he plays cards with him and the son of a bitch wins. Like, he wins. Doc Wyatt, wins. Wyatt draws Doc's cards out of his hand for him and yeah. gives him two more. And the looks at his hand is like, what? <laughs> like, how did you, why do you always win? You, yeah, he's basically, he's, he's, he's shit talking wyatt as he's there yeah well because he told him not to be there right like, is the is what he says and he goes you are the most abstinent pig-headed as he's wheezing his last breath he's yeah. using them to throw shade at his friend right a man among men <laughs> uh and then he takes his final breath and yeah. well he convinces wyatt to leave wyatt does leave but he leaves him this book that he wrote called my friend doc holiday by wyatt Earp. Mm. And Doc Holliday smiles at it, and he looks at his feet, and his feet do not have his boots on. And he goes, well, I'll be damned. That is funny. And then he dies. And the implication, of course, is that he didn't die with his boots on, right. as he assumed he would. Uh, okay, and then we're going to wrap up the end of this with jo- he finds Josephine. Yeah, Wyatt finds Josephine, and they are happily married. for Yeah, until his death in 1929. We get a little bit of some kind of uh, a narration talking about a couple of the other characters. Um, so Doc dies in the hospital bed with Wyatt by his side. Well, at least, you know, kind of. Uh, Ike Clayton died two years later. Uh, Maddie, Wyatt's first wife, um, overdosed. And um, Virgil became sheriff with one arm. Yep. That's that's our that's our characters. That's the end of that's the end of our movie here yes sir do you have anything about the real doc holiday i have a lot about the real doc holiday all right let's hear it so doc holiday originally hailed from georgia nice um his father was an army veteran from both the mexican-american war and the american civil war Hmm. probably yeah he was his father was a major in the 27th georgia infantry so doc holiday is a confederate sorry (laughs) is what it is and his mother and sister both die of tuberculosis um tuberculosis is just endemic to especially like the developed world in the 1800s because the close living conditions of eastern seaboard cities yeah make it like it spreads like wildfire it's one of the biggest disease killers in human history um and it strikes out of nowhere so his sister gets it and dies before he's even born Mm. his mother dies from it when he's 15 it is later theorized although not proven that he contracted it while caring for his mother and that it just laid dormant in his body for a while before yeah. it finally gets him. He gets a medical degree in dentistry while he's in Georgia. Like, uh, oh crap, like the guy, what's his name in Django? Yeah, like Schultz. Schultz, yeah. yes. Kinda, yeah. And he, actually he went to Philadelphia and got his doctorate of dental surgery degree from the Pennsylvania College of Dental Surgery. Nice. He graduated five months before his 21st birthday, and back then you couldn't have a degree until you turned 21, so they couldn't give it to him for five months. He moves to St. Louis. Um, He gets a reputation as a fighter, not a killer, but a fighter. There's an insinuation that he kills a man in Georgia, though it's never completely proven. 
that it's him. We kind of think it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he realizes that he's starting to show symptoms of tuberculosis. He gets diagnosed. He moves west. He pals around the west for a little bit. Um, killer for hire is not the right word, but he's a dying man with a certain skill with a gun and a certain chip on his shoulder. Right. And he makes a name for himself. And like many names, it's exaggerated. But we are fairly certain before the events of the OK Corral that Doc Holliday killed between one and three people. Okay. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but like how many people have you killed? Well, you know? <laughs> that's about the same as Wyatt Earp. Too. Yeah, exactly. So okay. it's these, these guys who definitely like have a little, have a little grit in them, mm-hmm. but the myth is bigger than the man okay. sort of deal. He goes to Tombstone for pretty much the same reason as in the movie. He's mm-hmm. just traveling the gambling circuit. He kind of rolls into town. Oh, what it is is he meets uh, Wyatt Earp in Las Vegas. He meets, the, he meets Wyatt Earp in Las Vegas? Yeah. Okay. Before Vegas was Vegas. You know, I got gotcha. you. just a town in the Nevada Territory. And Earp is like, hey, we're going to Tombstone because there's a silver boom. And <laughs> Doc says, all right, cool. All I'll right, follow cool. the money. Let's do it. He's also involved in a couple of like faction wars is the best way to describe them okay. in the area. A lot of these are bloodless. Some of them aren't. Um, basically, there's a period in American history where anybody with an axe to grind grinds it with a gun. Um, especially in the West and there's things, there's wars, quote unquote wars. There's battles between factions kind of everywhere. And okay. it's just who, who do you side with? Who do you get swept up in? He participates in a few of those. He gets to tombstone and you know, he's in his thirties. He's had tuberculosis for a decade almost mm-hmm. at this point. It's a slow burn. And he gets wrapped up in the feud with the Cowboys. And much like movie Doc Holliday, real life Doc Holliday hates the ever living shit out of the Cowboys. Probably mm-hmm. because he's a gambler and he's definitely swindled people, but he is a different type of criminal okay. than the Cowboys. And as we all know, even in modern society, different types of criminals really like to judge each other. Gotcha. Which, which right. type of being a criminal. He's not a good dude. Like the Earps are fine people. By the standard of the time, but today you wouldn't view them in very good lights. Doc Holliday's just not a good guy. I think that's part of the appeal of Doc Holliday, though. Yeah, even in the movie, it's clear that he like Wyatt, like Virgil doesn't like him. He's right. like, I, I could Doc. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Morgan kind of seems like he's like, oh, this is my cool friend, and then Doc's like, I hate, or not Doc. Uh, Virgil's just like, I don't like this guy. Yeah, in real life, though, he becomes the city police chief of Tombstone, Arizona. Interesting. Um, so he is in cahoots with Virgil Earp. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned in the Wyatt podcast, the Earps are corrupt out the yin-yang. Hmm. Because anytime they can benefit the Earps, they do. Yeah. And they are, like, they are objectively better people than the cowboy gang. Right. Like, they are. They don't rob stagecoaches. They don't murder people. Mm-hmm. But they're a corrupt police force, and it's okay. not unknown. Yeah. And then here comes this gambling swindler as the city police chief who does not like the Cowboys and things go screwy. Okay. And he is at the OK Corral shootout, though he does get wounded. He does hate Johnny Ringo and people still aren't sure why, because it's not like they wrote it in their diaries. Like I hate this guy because, but there is just this, this glaring tension between Doc Holliday and Johnny Ringo. And in real life, Ringo is found dead with his gun in his right hand and a bullet in his left temple. No context. Nobody knows why. Nobody even heard the gunshot. Okay. He's found by the Cowboys. And they're did, like, oh, he committed suicide. <laughs> did he ever challenge Wyatt Earp, though? I don't believe so. I believe that that is fictional. Okay. Because Ringo was very, very briefly the leader of the Cowboys. Gotcha. Um, and in real life, the Earp Vendetta ride ends with the death of Curly Bill Brocious. Okay. So that, in real life, that was kind of the that's, end That's of... the end of the Earp Vendetta ride. Okay. So it's never proven... 
Doc Holliday ever killed Johnny no, Ringo? No, he's theorized, but it's never proven. But what I love about the movie is that it's implied that since Doc is so educated, like when you when you know that in real life Johnny Ringo committed is is theorized to have committed suicide, even though how do you shoot yourself in the left side of your head with your right hand? Think about that, folks. Also, just why? And why? There's no... Yeah, that was the theory at the time. People are pretty sure he was killed now. But by who? No one knows. Mm-hmm. But if I am Kurt Russell, and I've done my research, and yeah. I am you know, proxy directing Tombstone, mm-hmm. and I know that Doc Holliday is highly educated because he can speak Latin, mm-hmm. even if I don't say it in the movie, I know that he had a dentistry degree, so he has a vague understanding of human anatomy. Yeah. And I know that he just wants Ringo to be gone why else would he encourage him to pull the trigger when he knows he's already dead except mm. to have a single bullet just charged in his gun and a bullet wound in his temple? Because mm-hmm. when Wyatt shows up, a throwaway line from Doc is, the strain was just more than he could bear. I always wondered why mm-hmm. he says that. Mm-hmm. So it's implied, Doc yep. Holliday is implying that he That the story's gonna be him. that he shot himself. Interesting. Okay, that's super neat because he shoots the ground. Yeah. He shoots the ground after. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, that is so well done. Right? Yeah. Nice. I know, nice. right? It's okay. crazy. That's great. I like this movie even more now. Yeah. That's so cool. And okay. He is involved in the gunfight at Iron Springs. He doesn't do a whole lot at it because it's so fast. Yeah. Um, but he did drag Wyatt Earp um, and a. And a wounded guy to cover during the fight. So he's brave. He's a jerk, but he's brave. He How? parts company with Wyatt, and this is interesting. They don't remain friends for the rest of Doc Holliday's life in real life. Okay. They part ways because at the time he has friends who are local business people who Doc Holliday is visiting. The friends mm-hmm. are Jewish. Mm. Wyatt Earp, a firm friend of these people, observes the Jewish customs of entering their home. Okay. Doc Holliday sees this and being a racist Southern man says something dipshit stupid about it. And gotcha. Wyatt is so offended that he cuts off the friendship and they never see each other. Oh. Again. But did he write a book no. on Doc? That's no. fake. That's fake. Okay. Yep. No book on Doc. No book on Doc. Okay. Well, not by Wyatt Earp. They also weren't, I mean, they were friends, but they weren't as close in real life as it's implied in the movie because gotcha. they ran in different circles, but they had a mutual respect for each other. Like they were buddies. I mean, Holiday saved Earp's life at yeah. least once. So. Yeah. Okay. And Where, then the death ahead. of Johnny Ringo happens after they part ways. Okay. In real life. So the Earth Vendetta rides over. The Cowboys have mostly ceased to exist, which is another reason why historians are pretty sure that it, they killed more than just four people because there's 300 Cowboys. You tell me you can't find another leader, but if 12 or 20 of them are killed in like a two week period. Yeah. And they're all important ones and they're all the smart ones. Yeah. That's a problem. Okay. And then Johnny Ringo's just found dead and. Even at the time, people are like, Doc Holliday did that. Gotcha. And now he's one of three suspects, but people are like, I mean, if anybody was going to kill like Johnny Ringo, it it'd be Doc most, Holliday. It makes the most sense for it to be Also him. because he's dying anyway, and he knows he's dying. And that's kind of the thing about Doc Holliday's story in real life and in the movie is dying men do crazy things. Because Wait. what's the worst case scenario? I die right. sooner than I was going to anyway. <laughs> he's got nothing left to lose. Yeah. Where does his reputation as being such a fast hand, where does that come from? It is just something that was said about him. So one thing, whether or not it's true, that I don't know. Um, the only gunfighters, really, that we know were fast draws are, like, Wild Bill Hickok. Okay. And a couple of outlaws, because they're the only ones who engaged in, like, actual duels. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc Holliday's just, he kills people. He just, he just does. Okay. Um, like, like I said, one to three 
as the assessment, maybe as high as five. Okay. Which still, I mean, when you think about it, like that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And he, um, the best way I can describe it is that Wyatt Earp's a fighter, and this isn't like necessarily fact. This is the perception at the time. Mm-hmm. Wyatt Earp's a fighter. Doc Holliday's a killer. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. So of course, like it would be, it would be said that he was fast because legends grow. In reality, he was probably not a whole lot different from Wyatt in the sense that he killed people because he was put in a position where he kind of had to, or maybe he hunted down Johnny Ringo and killed him. Mm-hmm. But he probably wasn't a whole lot better at fighting or shooting than anybody else. He was just willing to do it. Okay. Um. All right. Let's get to our ratings. All right. All right. He also does die of tuberculosis in a Colorado sanatorium. Oh, by the okay. way, there was there is a theory. This is just fun for me that. Some of the slower burn tuberculosis cases in history are mm-hmm. something else. Oh, Doc Holliday has been thrown out as a candidate for everything from like COPD mm-hmm. to mesothelioma because mm-hmm. of chemicals and stuff that he would have used in Georgia or Philadelphia or wherever. Yeah. Um, one that I like that is probably not real, but it makes me feel good is that maybe he had cystic fibrosis or some other lung condition mm. because how do all these people get tuberculosis and then survive for like 10 and 15 years without modern medical care? Right. It's not supposed to be possible. So just food for thought is that there's uh copernicus the scientist from europe's another guy like doc holiday's just on this list of people who like did they have cystic fibrosis it may have been misdiagnosed probably not he probably just got tuberculosis a lot later than they thought he did because people didn't understand germ theory back then right so the only like visibly ill person he was around with tuberculosis was his mother and so that was just the connection that was made he probably got it in like dental school or something from somebody who had it and wasn't symptomatic yet right it's just a fun theory you know um that is interesting to think about if he had something else. Well, also, just think of th- all the people that, like in history, like look it up. The amount of people who died from quote unquote consumption that had it for like five and seven and ten years. Yeah, and um, also um, you got to think of his lifestyle. Yeah, not only I mean, oh, he could have had lung cancer, like you know, a, a heavy smoker, but also spending that much time in saloons mm-hmm. around a, a, a confined space of smoke. Yeah. Could, and a uh, lot of people with lung diseases did go west because mm-hmm. as a guy with a lung disease, yeah, dry air is good for you. Yeah. And if you're not terminally ill yet, it can prolong your life a long, long time. Hmm. So it's possible that that's why he lasted because he left uh, Pennsylvania and Georgia when he was in his early 20s and then he lived to his mid 30s. Yeah. So maybe it was just early stage and he got the clean air and he, and he slogged along for a while, but it's unlikely. One of the things that we just don't know the answer yeah, to. Yeah, who knows? But he dies from a lung disease in a Colorado sanatorium and he's another guy who is may like mythologize past what he actually did so at the time of their existence mm-hmm. Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday are fairly famous in the circles they run in mm-hmm. people in the east don't know their names they don't care people in California don't really know their names Wyatt Earp is made famous by a book written about him later that is filled with fallacies gotcha that he purposely commissioned to be written to make himself look better than he was well it's it states at the end of tombstone that he was friends but i don't remember the actors names but like early western actors that is he true. was close friends with them and i mean that's that's really we're that's our he whole was podcast. a film consultant in the very beginning of the 1920s right like that's what we that's which is cool that's our way thing. of st- telling stories now and mm-hmm. remembering history really is for most of the population is through multimedia and I like think, films i think it's john wayne don't quote me. One famous Western star, and I'm pretty sure it's John Wayne, met Wyatt Earp when he was a very young man in mm-hmm. Hollywood and said that he modeled his entire like Western hero act off of the way Wyatt Earp acted. Hmm. So food for thought. Okay. All right. Let's get to our ratings. All right. Uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, I was going to say who went first last time, but we didn't rate it last time because we were only halfway through the movie. Right. Well, our last one would be Napoleon. Yeah. 
and I don't remember. I I don't care. I'll go first. Okay. Okay. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, baby. I love this movie from start to finish. The only gripe that I have is Curly Bill's death. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's just weirdly, it's out of character and it's, it seems rushed. Either emphasize Johnny Ringo more or like do what actually happened. I kind of, you know? I kind of like the fact that they have two antagonists and we kind of see Wyatt Earp's antagonist. Mm-hmm. And we see Doc Holliday's antagonist. I like that. And I like that we have both of their stories to follow. Um, but yeah, just the, the, the shootout, um, at Iron Springs is just not, Great. Iron Springs, Iron Creek. Iron Springs. Iron Springs. Hey, I got it right. Okay. Yeah, look at you. All right, look at me. I'm learning something. Okay. Only took 10 episodes, folks. Hey, that's, it could be more. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. All right. All right. Rating out of 10. 9.5. Nice. Freaking love this movie. Nice. This is my favorite Western. This is such a good Western. Doesn't feel like a Western. Yeah. It feels like. If it just feels like a, a drama, an epic that is shot in the style of a western, and it's there's so many good just the cinematography of this movie is awesome. Like the the shots and the scenes, we kind of we kind of <laughs> crapped on we kind of crapped on Kevin Jar earlier yeah. on our in our last episode um, about him not being able to fulfill the director role. This script is immaculate. Oh, it's yeah. so good. The script is so good. And credit to credits due, he yeah. did a fantastic job with that. Oh yeah. Um. And I mean, it's acted to perfection. Like you said, cinematography's great. That the sequence at night with the storm is got to be one of my one of the most be- the best atmospheric oh, yeah. uh, uh, scenes in cinema. Um, I love this movie so, so much. So good. Okay, Kyle, what you got? Okay. Um. All right. History wise, I'm go. I got to think about this. Um. I feel like whatever you're gonna give it, you have to give it a plus one. For how they implied Johnny Ringo's suicide, You're right. and I had no idea for okay, almost here's, twenty here's years. The thing about this movie is it's like a full circle of historical fulfillment. You first watch the movie and you're like, "Well, this feels like it's it's kind of accurate, like it's gritty, it's not super mythologized." Then you study it a little bit and you're like, "Oh my god, this is ugh, not so much." And then you study it a lot and you're like, "Wow, okay, it's this like, is really good." So I'm gonna give it, oh man, an eight, seven and a half, or eight. Okay. Um, depending on the day I watch it and how willing I am to go into the <laughs> details of like the minutiae of it. The reason I only give it a seven and a half or an eight is because the most historically inaccurate thing about this movie, as much as I hate to say it, is the portrayal of Wyatt Earp. All accounts state that Wyatt Earp is a wife beating jackass. Hmm. He's not I mean, okay. He's not oh, chronically he says, hold on a second. He's not chronically <laughs> abusive. Like he's not like we would describe a wife beater now, but he is a yeah. very very typical man from the 1880s. Mm-hmm. He's a womanizer. Mm-hmm. He has past life trauma from the death of his first wife at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um he's a rambler. He never stays in one place for very long. He's constantly bankrupt. Um he's always looking for a get rich quick scheme. Mm-hmm. And he is a lawman of questionable repute until the events in tombstone he's not a bad lawman he's right. not a corrupt lawman but he is he gets voted out of dodge city if it tells you anything he is oh, too brutal of a lawman that. to stay the town marshal okay these guys are elected people don't know that they elected sheriffs and marshals like they do now mm-hmm. so he is so gung-ho to beat the crap out of people that he gets ousted by actually one of his friends and protégés ed masterson watched mm-hmm. the wyatt Earp movie if you want to know more about that guy. Or just wait till season two. Yeah, or that. 
I forgot that we were doing that next season. Well, well, Kyle. It's that. Thanks for and being then, excited about it. I love Val Kilmer's portrayal as Doc Holliday, but again, I just don't know if he's scummy enough. And I don't know that much about Doc Holliday's personality, but it is the way I describe it to people is that Tombstone is a perfect movie for the myth of Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday. Mm-hmm. The movie Wyatt Earp is what Wyatt Earp actually was like. And there's a reason people don't like it as much because when we watch the movie, you'll find out. I'm not going to spoil yep. it for anybody who's going to listen to the next season. No, but I, I, I haven't seen it yet. You'll, you'll learn why yeah. people view Wyatt Earp in a different light. So it's that. And then they try their best, but the events of Tombstone are shoved too close together. It's a two year period. And like the hit that's taken out on Virgil and the assassination of Morgan Earp are months apart. Okay. All right. And just, and just things like that, but it's still, it's good. So, but as a movie, Oh, as a movie, nine out of 10, nine out of 10, easy nine, nine out of 10. I freaking love that movie. Um, it's probably one of my top five favorites. And if it's not top five, it's top 10. Yeah. Um, sitting here right now movie period yeah oh wow dude i love this movie okay because it's so it's it's a perfect blend of everything like it's it's historically accurate enough that you don't walk away knowing less than you did before like you do with braveheart you don't feel lied to yeah you're not like you're never lied to right you're misled because it's hollywood and that's how it's gonna be but you can walk away from tombstone and have an acceptably decent idea of what happened between the herbs and the cowboys cool especially if you end the movie after the death of Curly Bill Brocious, like specifically then. And that's part of what detracts from it is that the Earp Vendetta ride, even by the wildest imagination of historians is too insane in this movie. I yeah. love it, but it's, it, it no, <laughs> they <laughs> no. didn't kill 50 people. That's not a thing. No. Okay. But yeah, my enjoyment nine. And if you press me right now, the only movie that is coming to mind that I like more as I sit here is last of the Mohicans, which we're also doing next season. And Man, I'm season so excited. Two, season two is going to be great. I know that's, that's a plug. This is a perfect segue. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. All seven of you. All, all, I was going to say nine, but that works. All right, whatever. Uh, every single one of the episodes that, you know, comes out, we've put a lot of work into. We, we pr- try to prepare for. Really, we hope that season two, we just keep getting better at this. Um, it's just, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a blessing. It's been awesome. I'm, I'm so thankful for this opportunity to do so and to, to have someone like Kyle to, pick the brain of during these episodes oh yeah uh we've been uh we've been on a good roll and i hope we can keep it going next season it's been fun it's been real it's even been real fun i just remember i want a a lesson to you all is that history is very important um and i hope you have learned that you can make a historically responsible movie Mm -hmm. and still be a good movie and most importantly when you just worry about the state that the world is in, remember, Josephine's hair is freaking brown. <laughs> Gosh dang it. That's, it. that's all there is to it. It's not red. It's brown. It's reddish. It is not reddish. It's reddish. Oh, my gosh. It's, I will throw a sword at you. I'll be your huckleberry. Come over here. <laughs> Come over here. Throw a sword. <laughs> Let's All do right. it. Well, You're a daisy if you do, Dustin. <laughs> if Kyle or I am replaced for season two, you know why. All <laughs> right. Thank you all again so much. Have a good one. Peace be with you. All right.